Yo, y'all know what time it is. It's time to step into the coach's box. Thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined by Coach Pace and Coach Natty T. And we got some stuff for y'all today. We got some stuff. We got some interesting takes out here. We got some hot takes because that's what we do here. That's what we do in Coach's Box. We're going to give you stuff that no one else is going to give you. And, and so I, we're coming off the All-Star break, right? We all saw, you know, Steph went off and did his thing. And, you know, LeBron hit the big shot at the end. But one of the big things that all eyes were on, at, at least a lot of us old heads, we was listening, we were looking for the top 75, who was going to show up, who wasn't, you know, and the list had been released before, you know, so we got a chance to look at that. We talked about it briefly on one of our episodes, but it was different just seeing everyone there in person. Uh, and there were some pretty good moments uh, there. I know one of my moments is when uh, LeBron and, and, and Jordan hugged and they were showing each other love. Like, I just thought that was dope because everybody, you know, try to separate and create that beef you know, with them and who's better, who's the GOAT and everything like that. Uh, just to see the mutual respect they have for each other was, was super dope, you know. So y'all, did y'all have like a, a favorite moment watching that 75? Uh, <laughs> I laughed out loud and I, and I texted, you know, James watching it, but when they, uh, with James Harden, when it was James Harden turn to come out, to me, he looked like, wait, this ain't the strip club? <laughs> his face just looked totally out of it so i i laughed out loud at that one um and then yeah the jordan the jordan moment was pretty was pretty funny too in a way because you know i i saw him at daytona earlier so i thought he wasn't going to show up but i i think he literally pulled up like five minutes before and then just walked out. I, I honestly wholeheartedly believe that because he was not like at the picture where they took the with everybody there. Right. He was not in the picture. So, yeah. So I thought I thought that was funny. But overall, I thought it was uh, when you actually see, you know, all the names and everybody come out like it was it was it was good to see. It was it was I didn't really have any issues besides seeing Anthony Davis face on there. But <laughs> everybody else, I was like, yeah, you know, hey, you know. Give them, give them their flowers, you know. So I, I wasn't too upset about it at all. About you, Coach Pace, what did you like like seeing? Oh, um, really, man. The only thing I really cared about, um, that really stood out to me because you know all the names and stuff, um, were great. But uh, just seeing how Kobe went there, really yeah. kind of yeah. did. It, it kind of threw off the whole vibe. Um, and I know Michael Jordan made it the point to get there because, you know, Kobe would have wanted him there. Um, and he hooked. He's probably drunk, if we're being honest. He's probably a little tipsy from Daytona because I think he had just flew from Daytona. But he was definitely probably a little tipsy and was drinking all day. But um, <clears throat> just seeing him there because I didn't think he was going to come. I'm not going to lie to you because it's Michael Jordan. But seeing Vanessa there and then uh, – his kids, you know, he made it a point to be there, um, which is nice. But just not seeing Kobe there definitely threw off the vibe for me. Yeah, I agree because they did they did that Lakers great picture. Yeah, Lakers great picture. And, yeah. and I was yeah. like, is there, there's a big hole there. There's a big hole in the picture. Like Kobe should be there. Like, ah, man. 
it's still weird for me like it, it in those moments where you see like you know highlights or even like a moment like that it's still kind of weird like mm-hmm. i still don't think it's real like no. i feel like he's on vacation somewhere it's gonna pop up somewhere yeah but nah like he's he's going hey manji yeah yeah that was definitely weird it was nice seeing you know um Jordan and Rodman interact too. You know, they had good moments and, and magic. And, you know, those guys are still competitive, you know? So, like, they're still talking trash to this day. They, like, 50, you know, 50-something years old talking trash to one another. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just dope seeing that. It was just super dope seeing that. Uh, one of the things I was, like, that's nah, still weird is the whole, like, you know, Ray Allen, Cameron Garnett, Paul Pierce dynamic. And, um Ray Allen didn't dap KG up on the stage because LeBron was standing right next to KG. All he had to do was reach his hand over, you know, give him a little fist bump or whatever like that. He, and then you see KG's face and he just kind of like, bro, like he just looked up in the air. I was like, man, y'all need to squash. I know they took a pick together, but still. I, yeah. that's, man, that's KG fault. That is literally all <laughs> KG. KG, yeah. KG literally burnt the bridge and mad because Ray don't want to you know, acknowledge it. Like, bro, it's your fault. Literally, you gotta be the man. This whole fiasco, it wasn't Ray. Ray just went to go play with LeBron. Like, it's 10 plus years later, you over here crying about how we supposed to stick together. We me, we wasn't cool with LeBron and them. Like, man, it's business at the end of the day. If you don't go somewhere. <laughs> That's the truth. That's the truth, man. Yeah, because I think Paul Pierce is the one that got him together for the picture. I think, yeah, he's trying to be play the, the mediator, trying to play the middleman. Like, hey, no, like, no, Coach Pierce is right, though, because even at least everything that I've heard, even if you talk to those other, you know, Celtics players, you know, Rondo, mm-hmm. Pierce, Perk, like everybody's like, yo, yeah, like, yo, KG, man, like, just let it go. Man. It's been years. Even Big Baby Davis, and obviously he has – other issues going on right now but you know all of them have you know tried to like hey man like it's been years like let's you gotta talk to ray like Mm -hmm. nah i talked to him like goodness gracious y'all too old for that man (laughs) (laughs) i think well to me i think ray is i I think ray is obviously willing to reconcile but i think at a certain point he's like man like i'm not going to like be hijacked by this dude like if he want to talk to me then fine like that's fine i'm gonna live my life (laughs) <laughs> wow. he's about to say coach pace i said kg remind me of my dad man just holding <laughs> grudges bro hold grudges for no reason it's it's 20 years later i, re- I remember you took my lunch back in the day like man you're gonna with all that you left another team and now you're a traitor like bro you hold grudges like it's so not necessary uh, it is. It's unnecessary. So, so with that, keeping that in mind, you have what has been deemed the 75 greatest players to play the game. Now, whenever you're doing that, whenever you're putting a number on something and you say they're the greatest collection of players, you're going to have some disagreements there. So what we're going to do is just talk a little bit about maybe a couple of the people we didn't feel like belong on the list and and possibly some other names that could be swapped in in their place. And we're going to let Coach Pace get a start on this because he has a very strong take here. Go ahead, Coach Pace. Listen, hey, man. So, you know, I looked at the list. 
I'm not gonna lie to you. Some of the names I don't know anything about. So like dudes from like the 50s, 60s, 70s, all that. I don't know nothing about them. Their numbers look cool, but I'm like, all right, what's your skill set? So I can't really speak on them, but there's a couple names I can't speak on. So Damian Lillard. Uh-oh. Gotta go. <laughs> Anthony Davis. Oh, hey. gotta go. Yes, please. All right, them are two guaranteed gotta goes. Um, I was just looking at the list, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I said one more player. Who's the other player? Is I mean, toss, toss up, you can throw James Harden in there, but eh, I could care less. I just know them two for sure have to go. Now, my third, well, third slash fourth wild card. Mm. Reginald Miller gotta go. Reggie Reggie Miller gotta go because if you really think about it, who's not in there? Dwight Howard, T Mac, and then somehow my wild card that I don't know why nobody thought about him, but Chris Bosch. Okay, mm-hmm. you could argue. I mean, you could argue Vince Carter, but eh. But it's just mm, you got Clay that you could argue. I don't know why Kyrie is being brought up in any conversation. <laughs> but those are like my my couple that I was looking and I was like, I don't nah. Reggie is one that I'm really on the fence on because like, yeah, he got the the three point record, but in an 18 year career, okay, and Dame is Dame and Anthony Davis have better statistics in a shorter amount of time, and we telling them they gotta go. So in an 18 year career, he has five All Stars, three All NBAs. And he's top three in three-point shooting. Now, I'm not the, you know, I'm saying for 18 years, I don't care who you're playing against. For 18 years, that's not enough. You got to have like eight or nine and then maybe four or five. Then we can talk. But as of right now, I'm like, Reggie, you got to go, man. Reggie to me got to go. So, um. When, when when you when you told me this, I was like, "Yo, that's probably blasphemous." And I look and I looked at it. I was like, "Let me go ahead and look this up." And you hit the nail on the head here. Five time All Star, three time All NBA, uh, Hall of Fame, uh, inducted in twenty twelve. And his career averages are eighteen points, three rebounds, three assists throughout his career. Now, you brought up Chris Bosh, eleven time All Star. Two-time NBA champ, 2006-2007 All-NBA, 2003-2004 All-Rookie. Ended his career with 19 points a game, eight and a half rebounds, and two assists. And revolutionized the uh, the pop-out, what is it, the skill big? Him yeah. and Dirk? Him and Dirk, yeah. yeah. Him and Dirk were the first ones that came out and was like, all right, we about to shoot this jump shot at seven feet. So... There's an argument there. There's an argument for sure. And Timmy, but and Timmy, yes, definitely Tim Duncan. Yeah, was part of that revolutionary part. Yeah. So, Coach Nighty, I want to hear your thoughts on this because you, you, you know, you and I were able to watch Reggie in his prime playing and stuff like that. So, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I think it's an argument. Um, I actually had my seventy-five list. I think I put it out. I think he put it on the 
on the Instagram page. It is on our IG page, yes. Yeah, so I have two different train of thoughts on it because looking at the NBA 75 list, quote unquote, and looking at the, I guess, the criteria and how they came up with the list, I actually don't have too much of a problem with it. And here's why. Because it's not necessarily the 75 best players. It's an anniversary list. Because what they did was, you know, the 25-year anniversary at that point, they picked the 25 best players for the first 25 years. Mm -hmm. Then the next 25, it was 1997, they picked the best 25 players after that. So they just added on to the list. So the 75 was just, basically, there was only 25 slots. So that's the next 25. So based on how they did it, like, okay, I, I can kind of get some of the names because in the next 25 years, so the next the 100 list, I think guys like T-Mac and maybe a Vince Carter, a Chris Bosh, I think they're going to be on it. Um, because when I look at the 25 that they actually picked, I'm trying to be somewhat fair about Anthony Davis because these no, last no, years have been so. You don't have to be. <laughs> Get him off. Why Howard is a, what is he, two or three times defense player of the year. But again, for me, I would go with Dwight Howard over Anthony Davis. That That's kind of the one big one I would, I would choose. Now, Dame Lillard, it's tough because as much as I like Tracy McGrady, the one thing, the, I, guess, I think the one bad spot on his career is he never got out the first round. And he's had two, he's lost two, three, one leads, one with Houston and one with Orlando. So, it's, uh, so it's like, uh. but I love him as a player, but I can see like in comparison to a Dame, he at least got to a conference finals. So how are we talking about James Harden? Because he ain't showed up in the playoffs his whole career. He hasn't either, but he's <laughs> to the conference finals twice, yeah. technically. technically. And he's an MVP of the league. So, you know, I can see why he's on there. You know what I mean? So that's kind of my train of thought in terms of how they came up with that 75 list. Because it's really not, uh, again, it's not like a like if we just sat down here and just picked the 75 best players ever in history, like I think that list would be totally different. Maybe not totally different, but some of those older names wouldn't be on there. But I can see why they kept them on there because it's really more of an anniversary list. It's more of like a time capsule list, if you will. Gotcha. That makes so sense. It was really, like, okay. It's really out of one out of 25 every 25 years every 25 years one out of 75 okay right 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 so that's when knowing that i'm like okay like i'm okay with keeping the old names on there because it's like well you can't really take them off because that was kind of like history at that point so okay i get that now if we're going to get into like scratch all that and we're just picking the 75 best players Mm -hmm. yeah like some of them old cats gotta go See, that's yeah. what I thought it was. I thought it was the okay, man. No, nah, they're literally what they're doing. Yeah, so you have like you know, I, I don't well, push. I don't know you probably younger, but I, I remember you know watching the the fifty Raiders players list and yeah. watching pretty much like what we did in the All Star when they came out with the jacket. So mm-hmm. 
It's like, you're not going to take any of those guys off. It's just literally, you're just adding on to the list, essentially. Um, but again, scratch all that. If we're just saying we're picking the 75, yeah, some of them old cats got to go. You know, to be completely fair, to your point, yeah, Shaq made the, the top 50, yep. and that was before he left Orlando. So that's before yep. he had won anything. Yeah. And he made it to the top 50. Because yeah. they 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 figure like all right well right now he's one of the twenty you know twenty five best players in the league, I uh, ended up you know panning out after that for sure, mm-hmm. but yeah so if we were there right now you know rewinding back to ninety seven looking at what Shaq had accomplished we would probably say no he's not one of the top fifty greatest players to ever play basketball, yeah. but he was one of the top twenty five players at that time in yeah that, okay at that time, in that twenty five year okay. period. That's fair. That's fair. Anthony Davis still don't belong on the list, but that's so that's, fair. Again, <laughs> so that's the one I I think you gotta put. I understand the White Howard's like last what five six years. You know he's kind of bounced around a little bit, but I'm like, come on, man! Like he's done enough. Like he should be in there over Anthony Davis. So, nice so I'm trying work, to look man. at my I'm trying to look at my list here, just seeing things that I popped out. So <laughs> I had I kept Dave Lillard on there. Um. I had Vince Carter on there. I had Tracy McGrady on there. I put guys like Mountain Ginobili on there. Pau Gasol. Who else? Yeah, kept, definitely kept Reggie. Um, Tony Parker I put on there. Uh, who else? I put Kyrie Irving on there just because. I am shocked. I am shocked you put him on there. <laughs> Listen, man. Y'all know I, you know, y'all know my issues with Kyrie, but for me, he's the best dribbler I've ever seen. Period. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, he's gotta be like just based on that. And he's won a championship. Now these past, you know, few years have been a little iffy. But to me, like just on the skill set, when you're the best to ever do something at a particular skill. He's got to be on my top 75. Now, he's going to be on the bottom half of the 75, but he's in the 75 for me. So that's why I have him in there. Because he's just – he's the best dribbler I've ever seen, period. What do you say to that, Coach Payton? Get that bum off that list. I'm not dealing with Kyrie. Get, get him out of here. We can find another great dribbler. Give me Steph. Golly. Give me Jamal Crawford. Something. <laughs> Jamal Crawford, golly, get yeah. Kyrie off the list. Yeah. He's a cancer. He makes the list look ugly. Listen, I, you know, y'all know my issues with Kyrie, but yeah, you know, I am shocked. I am shocked to hear that. Like, well, I, I on on, because my my thing, I look at it is as. Yeah, he has the best handles and arguably the best finishing ability at the basket that I've seen for anyone because he could finish with both hands from ridiculous angles like it's a breeze. But mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, it's hard to just block out all the negative stuff because the negative stuff is so prominent, so mm-hmm. prominent, uh, where – you know, Tennant, yes, he's an NBA champion. He made a big shot on the stage. Le- Everybody talks about LeBron's 40-point game. Well, Kyrie also had 40 points during that game. 
that same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I, yes, he was a huge part of that championship. It doesn't get enough credit. Yep. And then they went to a, they went to a couple more together. Um, it's just, you know, once he left, it's like you're not around the play. Yeah. Either because you're hurt, you're not vaccinated, your teammates don't like you. And before LeBron showed up, you couldn't even get to the playoffs. And so I, I'm look, I'm trying, I'm trying to look over, you know, look over those things. And right now that wall is just a little too high for me to put him at 75. But I agree with his, your assessment of his talent, though. Mm-hmm. And I think he's gonna be one of those players if he does not correct course, we're gonna talk about what he could have been. Oh yeah. Instead of what he actually is. No, I mean, listen, I we talked about this a little bit in our in our other group chat, but you know, I, I think even with saying that, that he's on my 75 list, but listen, he's underachieved greatly mm-hmm. with his skill set. Cause I'm telling you, like I I was able to actually see him up close. Yeah. Um when the when he was on the Celtics when they played the Wizards. And again, it went to overtime. He hit the game winner. And I'm telling you, sat three rolls up. Me and my wife was there. The TV does not do it justice to see his skill set dribbling the basketball. It is ridiculous. But again, we're saying that, like, you know, he he's definitely got to get more out of his career as far as accolades and just results. Because, again, like, if you're going to have that amount of talent, it has to kind of present itself into results at some point. So trust me, like I, if you guys don't have them on your list, I'm not going to argue with you, but you know, I just, when I'm doing these lists, James, you go, coach JP3, you go laugh at me. I try to be objective as possible. So I try to be, because I try to strip away my, you know, my biases and my hatreds and, and all of that. Cause again, like, like Giannis is in there with me. And I cannot stand Giannis. I don't like watching him play. <laughs> I think he has zero skills. But he's in there, man. I, you, I can't not put him in there. Like, he's in there. I would love to not have him in there. Even I after winning the championship, getting the MVP for the finals, and having a good season this year, you still think he's not skilled. <laughs> the level of hesitation <laughs> right now. <laughs> don't shake your head like that. <laughs> I I don't. I don't. I think he's. I think he's an athletic freak. He he is. He is a a, a wonderful athlete. I, I I'm just gonna say this because you, I was right with you. I was on the the Giannis no skill train. And that was because he was trying to do things outside of himself. And when he started to play within his game, Phoenix couldn't do anything with him. And you see that continued this year. And he's actually worked on his shot this year. I give him credit for that. You know, because LeBron couldn't shoot either for a, for a while in his career. And he worked on his shot. You could tell. I could tell Giannis has been in the gym because he hit – I think it was when they played the Lakers. He hit Brown with a um, a fadeaway that was pretty dope. Like he had his back to the basket. He gave him a little shoulder shake, turn around, and shot it in LeBron's face. I'm like, he he couldn't do that last year. So he's no. working. He's working on something. I'll give him credit for that. 
He's no, this the- year is the best that I've seen him play. Yeah. Because to your point, he's playing within himself. I don't want to see you shooting six three. Stop it. <laughs> Get your big self down in that block and dominate like yeah. he did to Anthony Davis both times they played and just dunk on his face every time. Man, David, he AD does that. Um, I have no quarrels with guys. I have no no issues with that. Um, but again, I mean, just just as an example. Yes. He's in there. Like, I mean, like, stop it. Because it's almost like, I don't know. Well, we can probably talk about this another time. But you guys hear about that. Um, some sports writer is talking about Antonio Brown, how he doesn't have the numbers to be a Hall of Famer. I'm like. Don't do that. Let's let, okay. I understand, but don't 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 do that. Antonio Brown is a Hall of Famer. Yes, Stop. yes, yes. So that's how I kind of like look at Kyrie in a way. Not that he doesn't have the the numbers and the production that that you know Antonio Brown has, but when I look at his game, I'm like, I try to separate the <laughs> the art from the artist, as they say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then for me, I just like eh, I gotta put him in there. But again, if you don't have him in there, I'm not gonna argue with you. That's totally fine with me. Um, <laughs> let me see. I'm trying to think who else I had in there that wasn't in there. I think I named them all though, because I because I definitely had definitely had Tracy McGrady, and then I put Vince Carter in there because part of my criteria was just obviously skill set and you know longevity and accomplishments and all that but a big one for me is just like box office because i think that's a big i think that's a big part of it as well so for me vince carter i mean he's got to be in there for me so for sure sure. i can't remember that like the older names that i took off but those are the guys that i put in there actually actually coach i know you are going through it over there over something Talk to us, man. What's going what's going through your mind? Between Kyrie being <laughs> uh, Giannis not have a skill. And then I'm not even really we're not even gonna get on the other spurs because I'm not putting the other spurs on nobody's list because I'm gonna be I'm be honest with you, I can't give them no credit simply for the fact that they played with Tim Duncan. The best power forward and probably between him and Pop, the best power forward and the best coach outside of maybe Phil Jackson. I don't know about Red Auerbacher and them, but Pop, Pop is Pop and Tim Duncan is Tim Duncan. So it's just hard for me to give a six man at that to put him on the list because he ain't even the best six man of all time. He just happens to be on the most accomplished team of all time. He's so it's like the second best six man of all time. Yeah. Number one is John Havlicek. Yeah, John would probably be number one. Okay, what's our definition of six man? Because I didn't see John Havlicek. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. All I've seen was Lou Will. I've seen J.R., I've seen Jamal Crawford. Manu's better than all of them. I've seen Manu. I've seen. I think that's it. I think Manu's better than all of them. Because I think, and this is another one, and Coach JP3, you know me. 
I absolutely hate the Spurs. I cannot stand them. But listen, man, I can't lie. When Manu Ginobili came in the game, as much as he pissed me off, clutch time, buckets. And he would piss me off. Same thing with Tony Parker. I can't stand him. I can't forgive him for cheating on Eagle uh, Longoria. I can't forgive him for that. But <sighs> buckets, man. As much as I can't stand him. All right, Coach Pace, I'm I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna switch it. I'm gonna switch the focus from Ginobili to Parker real quick. Cause you stated Pop is the best coach other than maybe Phil Jackson. Right. And he played with Tim Duncan. So when it comes to Scottie Pippen, do you feel like he belongs in the top 75? Top 75? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Scottie was – Scotty, we learned Scottie was staying when Jordan left and they still was doing their thing. Okay. We let a little – we ain't we ain't got – we had a lot of questions about Scottie, but as soon as Jordan left and we saw Scottie out here like, oh, he, he, he really is like that. So Scotty, Scotty's fine. Kyrie, on the other hand, we're not even going to acknowledge him because we're going off a four-year stint when he was with. You know what? I'm gonna say it. The best player of all time because I haven't, I didn't really see Michael Jordan at the end. I, I seen Washington Michael Jordan. So my eyes, LeBron is probably the best player of all time. I no, that's, see, fair. that's fair. That's fair. I didn't get to see. I seen Michael. Eh, I ain't. I ain't see washed up Michael. So. That's when I saw him. So I will say my list is a little bit different just because of when I grew up. So like Kobe's in my top five and LeBron's in my top five, if not top two. So like I'm a little different, but I'm not putting Kyrie in there simply off the strength. He literally wasn't doing nothing. And the best player that I've ever seen had to come pick him up, lift him on his shoulders and carry him to the finals even though, like I said, he did his thing when he got there. The problem is you couldn't get there. And you want to be like Cole. Listen, last time I checked, Cole has Smush Parker. What I don't even know how – what's his name? Sasha Vujicic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, all them, and guess what? He went 45 and 27 and was, like, still in the playoffs. Granted, he got bounced out by Nash. Guess what? Made it to the playoffs. One draft lottery, 35, seven and eight, or 35, seven and six, or whatever it was. Yeah. Gonna be like Kobe. I can't, nah, buddy. Nah, I'm not. You're cancer everywhere you go. And like the comparison with AB, I can't even do that. Because guess what? AB showed up every Sunday. <laughs> yeah, he was- allegations. Guess what? You still count him on Sunday. 12 catches. A buck 37 and two touchdowns. You can count on that every Sunday. <laughs> you can't count on them. Literally, honestly, if he played today, you can't count on him to play tomorrow. Listen, I'm not going, like I said, I'm not going to argue with it because I, I can't stand him. I'm going to go in on him later. But again, I just, you know, I try to be unbiased, but yeah. trust I mean, me, I can't stand Kyrie. If you, that's if what you I'm going to if you, Why yeah. you don't think Giannis don't got no skill? I really want to hear this. Why he ain't got no skill? Not up until I don't. I think this year is the first time I've actually seen him be a basketball player, and not just be overly, not just be 
a Greek freak. I get what for me. See, I always, always, I, I thought the same thing too, because I was like, he only got three moves. But I was like, well, Kobe only had three moves. The problem was, Kobe had a. He said he had a counter for a counter, and then a counter for another counter for a counter. Yeah. So it was like he really only had three moves. It was yeah. just he did everything based off the three moves. So I'm like, yeah. well, can I blame Giannis? No, I mean, I yeah, I I can't blame him. Blame him. It's just for me. Again, this year is the first time I've seen him like make like like look like a basketball player, and not and again not just like be 6'11", and he can just run and out-jump everybody, and that's pretty much what he does on a nightly basis. And listen, if he could do that, like, why even try to work on, like, a handle or, you know, be like a... I'm going to bring up KD's name, but I'm not saying he has to be KD, but, like, when you watch KD and you see, like, when you break down his game... And you see, like, that that high level of basketball skill that he has, you're like, good Lord. You know, he's doing, like, the one dribble and then the two dribble with the pump and then the little, you know, the one-legged fadeaway. Like, you're like, oh, my God. Like, I, I haven't seen that from Giannis. But, again, to your point, like, why do that if I can just outrun and outjump everybody? <laughs> like, so, again, like, I, you know, I can't. I kind of come, I'm not as harsh on Giannis because to be honest, like after last year, seeing almost seeing his knee break in half and then for him to come back and then pretty much average 40 in the finals, like, you know, I, damn. Yeah. Oh, he was done after that. When, when he got hurt, I was like, oh, that's a wrap. That's that's what, I mean, we all saw his knee bend backwards the other way. And then yeah. like, mm-hmm. for him to come back and do that, like, you know, damn. I agree. <laughs> There's nothing left to say. Hey, hate on that. I can't. That that's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. you know, like, hey, man, listen, man, more, more power too. Especially when you got guys like Kyrie that just don't want to show up. Like, mm-hmm. 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 so what I'm going to do is, I, okay, I want because some people like will defend Anthony Davis to the T, right? And with, with with this, and so I'm just going to read you his his portfolio. As of today, this is his portfolio. Mm-hmm. Eight-time All-Star, three-time block champion, got the chip in 2020 in the bubble, four-time All-NBA, All-Rookie, four-time All-Defensive, got an All-Star MVP, and, of course, part of the 75 too. Okay, so I want you to keep those numbers in mind, and then we're going to go to Dwight Howard. Eight-time All-Star, five-time five-time rebound champ, two-time block champ, was also on that team in the bubble that won the championship. Eight-time All-NBA, All-Rookie, five-time All-Defensive, and three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Now, if I just read those two things out loud to you, you would probably pick the second stats which are all Dwight Howard's. Not to mention, Dwight Howard got to a finals. As the best player on the team. Yes. The best player on the team. Yes. Like, to me, that that right there, even if you're kind of on the fence, 
And if you look at compared to what Anthony Davis did by himself, quote unquote, I mean, that should definitely tip it over for Dwight Howard. Like if you're not picking Dwight Howard, it's just it's a it's a personal dislike. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because he because Anthony Davis um, got the two playoffs, I believe, with the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. It lost in the first round to the Warriors one year, and then they yeah, beat the upset. They upset, <laughs> yeah, no shame in that. And they upset the Blazers one year in yep. the first round, and they were able to make a second round. They got bounced after that. Yep. Yeah. Dwight Howard beat LeBron James in a conference finals. Like, it was, I think it was, yeah, I think it was 4 2, I believe. Well, yeah. That, it was 4 2 either. It was like a, like, dang. Yeah. And the only reason why Cavs got the one is because LeBron hit the game winner. Hit that game winner, yep. Yeah. Yep. And and this and, and this was his support. Lost to Kobe in the finals. Like there's no shame in that. No shame to that. Because I was still mad. I was mad that year because we we wanted the LeBron Kobe finals, and this was the year. Kobe yeah. had stamped his ticket to the finals. I said, LeBron, you need to win two more games, please, please win two more games, so we yeah. can see. You know, the Mamba and King James in the finals. Yeah. And Dwight Howard skipped to my Lou, Hedo yeah. Turkaloo, Mikael Petrus. Yeah. And I, was was Paige on that Lou. team? Yeah. Rashard Lewis. Rashard Lewis, yeah. Yep. Beat the Cavs and went to the finals. I was like, hey, oh, man. <laughs> the problem yep. was Turkaloo and Rashard Lewis could not miss. Miss. Oh. Them boys was hitting, man. I think the only team I've seen more like hot, more hot from three was that what was that 2014 or 2015? That Spurs team? Spurs team that beat Miami. Like yeah. bro. there was nothing Miami could do. Like there was nothing. No, you Danny weren't. Green, freaking uh Patty Mills. I'm like Green ain't made none sense. That's right. Green ain't made none sense. He got all his three players out in that series. <laughs> oh. No, but not no, no, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that was it was hitting everything. Yeah, I man, that was it. So that I give huge respect to Dwight Howard for that because, especially at that time, for for a big man with us with just the supporting cast to get that far and also beat. At that time, I think a lot of people were saying it's but it was between LeBron and Kobe. A lot of people were on team Kobe as far as who was the best player at that time at that time right. Right. so LeBron was in most people's eyes the second best player in the league at that time and to take take him out four games or two like and, and I know that they did get a, get a little break I think they they beat Boston earlier because everyone was thought it was going to be Boston and Cleveland Yeah, uh, KG was hurt that's right and KG got hurt but like I don't yeah it, but it's just like people use that as an excuse against Dwight Howard but they don't use it as an excuse against LeBron when LeBron made it to the finals and Ben Wallace didn't wasn't for playing for the Pistons anymore. Right. So yeah, you can go 23 straight points in the paint when the defensive player of the year, you know, multiple defensive player of the year, Ben Wallace isn't at the basket. You got Rasheed Wallace and Antonio Mc, and old Antonio McDice. Yeah, you're gonna get 23 straight points if you if you're King James. So like there's always that kind of thing. So and and even career-wise. Dwight Howard has kind of been, you know, he had back trouble and then he's just kind of had a bad rep. So he's been passed around. And so his numbers have gone down, his career numbers have gone down. But I mean, still, even with those years, 
he's at 16 points a game, about 12 rebounds, and, a, and a, about a assist a half, and a half per game. And Anthony Davis, 24 points, 10 rebounds, and two assists per game. So they're not as far apart as you may think as far as their contribute their full body of contribution to the game of basketball. So and and for me with, with the White Howard, I mean it's six, seven years or so. Like he was undisputed the best center in the league. Yes. I mean, come on now. Like again, that it's it's it just has to be a personal thing why he wasn't in there. Like they just don't like him personally. And to your point, like these last few years, he's kind of bounced around a little bit, so I, I don't know. I think Kobe kind of messed up the way people felt about him, too. Like when Kobe I mean, that was, off, that like, situation was a total disaster. There's no doubt about <laughs> it. It was. I mean, I mean Kobe, was, Kobe didn't even want him from the from the start, did he? No, I don't think so. And I got, and I think I did. He do an interview, or somebody had said it, but. Kobe's perspective was, he's like, yo, I already mopped the floor with this dude in the finals. Like, we don't need him. <laughs> that was Kobe for you. <laughs> Kobe. Like, well, I mean, he kind of has a point. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So that, we'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and move forward. We may come oh, back real, to basketball. Real, real, quick, real quick, I forgot a name. I want to make sure I mention his name. I don't want to get people thinking I'm crazy on this one. But I have Clay Thompson in my top 75 as well. Okay. Just to make sure I said that. So I knew there was another name that I had in there, like a modern player. I knew I was missing one more, but yeah, I had I have Clay in there. Clay, yeah, I I think he'll definitely be in there by the time his career is over, especially the way he's recovering from that injury. I think he'll be all right. I think mm-hmm. he'll be right. I'm on the I'm on the fence about him. Do yeah. you think it's because he's in Steph's shadow? That KD like, shadow, like in the grand scheme of things. Ooh, that's that's tough because yeah, Clay deserves it, but at the same time, I'm like, eh. eh. So, do you think do you think another like more modern player should be in over him, or do you think he's his what he's done so far isn't good enough to take one of the older guys off, just based off you know respect and legacy and all that? I just think uh, with all the guys that need to be put on before him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of hard for sure. Yeah. Um, and like, we don't, I don't like him. Nobody really likes him, but from like this, this error, as hard as it is to even give him even an ounce of credit, Paul George is like somebody I look at that's really like. Hey, we don't give him enough credit as much as I don't like him because I really, really don't. I really, <laughs> it's just one of those things where I'm looking at guys like Paul George, like, bro, you've been doing your thing. Like, the only reason you didn't make a finals was because I mean, you went against the Heatles, mm-hmm. and like, granted, you went with Russ, but what nobody can't nobody win with Russ. As <laughs> we just lost around, I mean, you with Kawhi now, but Kawhi ain't there no more, so it's like. You can only do so much. So a guy like Paul George, I look at as well, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. and then you got Draymond on there too. And Draymond has like the Chris Paul effect where like he'll put up nine, nine, and nine, but it'd be the greatest nine, nine, and nine you've ever seen because he's playing like all world defense. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
<laughs> setting up the offense and you know yeah I it's no it's a great it's an excellent point I mean I think with these lists whether it's football or basketball whatever sport you're talking about like I feel like obviously the you know those top five top tens are debated but once you start getting down into the you know like that 50 and beyond Oh, it's tough because to your point it's it's i think it's a matter of perspective because it's like do you value like skill set more or results mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because clay has the results right and obviously he's a great shooter mm-hmm. but i would agree with you if i'm just like if we're just picking like on the park like you know on the blacktop and you watch both of them play you probably would pick paul george Cause he just, you know what I mean? He can do more things with the basketball, but then it's like, but Clay has the championships and, you know, his, you know, role and his contribution is unquestioned. It's not like he was a scrub. I mean, he was one of the better players. So it's that, like that three, one cutback against OKC doesn't happen without Clay Thompson. Cause he's single. Exactly. Exactly. You know, showing up in clutch moments, yeah, like right. what do you kind of value more? And it's mm-hmm. like, I think at that point it's a matter of perspective. So it's, it's a very, it's a tough conversation to have once you get down into that like level of your list. And I will right. say coach Pace, you're being very consistent. And I respect that because what you were yeah. talking about, you know, Tony and, and Manu and stuff like that and stuff like it's kind of the same argument you're using for Clay Thompson. Like, yo, he had Draymond and, and, and Curry and, and KD for a couple of years, a great coach and Steve Kerr. So I can't just throw him in there. It's tough. It's tough. You know, you got to nitpick, you know, stuff like that. So I, 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 I definitely understand that. That's fair. But I think that's, and I, I think our list are kind of that, that's the example. Cause yeah, cause for me, I'm still looking at it kind of like, like those moments. I'm like, man, dude, like, you know, that, that comeback don't happen without Clay, though. Right. And also, <laughs> for Parker being on your list, Coach Natty T, Parker got a, a finals MVP. He got a finals MVP, man. So yeah. with Tim Duck and all his team, he got the MVP. They yeah. said he was the best player. Yeah. What's yeah, crazy is, like, not to, not to belabor the Kyrie point, but, like, okay, I'm taking that four-year time period, right? Mm-hmm. Because outside of that, he's been awful. Flat out. Skill-wise, great. Everything else, awful. That's They did the T.O. thing to him. Like, it's the T.O. effect, except they're not winning. Because T.O., when he's on the field, they're winning. But yeah. um, I'm like, all right, we're taking that four-year span. Well, D. Rose in, like, a three-year span trumps whatever the heck Kyrie did. Because Kyrie, mm-hmm. honestly – so it's like one of those things where I can't put him on where you got somebody like D Rose that, I mean, came back from what? Two ACLs mm-hmm. still contributing. If it wasn't for him, the Knicks would be last year. The Knicks would have been in shambles. Cause he was like the focal point mm-hmm. outside of Julius Randle. You see what they are without D Rose this year. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and um, D Rose got the MVP, right? It, uh, Rose it, got the MVP. Like yeah. D Rose, the only reason he didn't go to the finals is again, he went against the Heatles and he was taking the Heatles to like six or seven with Carlos Boozer and the Beijing on his head. But <laughs> hey, listen, Coach Pace, say no more. He's off my list. Put D Rose on there. Oh, that, that's what I'm saying. Like D Rose, come on. D Rose is D Rose. Hey, it was like a three year, four year period where we looking at D Rose like, ah, he was God, that dude. I, I, 
It's going to be him and Russ going at it for the next 10. Listen, man, I told you, the Kyrie was the one that I, like I said, I was very, like, not confident on. I just had to put him on just because I'm like, damn. But, listen, I will gladly kick him off my list. Thank you. Him off the list. I was just saying, man, D Rose is just one of them ones where I'm like, bro. No, that's a good point because, and again, just also the Heat carried a team to a conference finals, won an MVP, mm-hmm. multiple all stars, and all stars. I mean, obviously, when LeBron came back to Cleveland, D Rose was still getting the Bulls to the final. So it's like it, it's ba- it was basically LeBron, right? You know, you said the Heatles, so he ran into the Heatles the first part. And in the second part, he ran into the Cavs with LeBron on it. LeBron, yeah. Like, yo, like, it was just LeBron that was in his way, really, when you think about it. He's also had, like, a positive impact on every team he's went to. Like, if you really grand scheme thing, even with the the trash, trash Cavs team that LeBron tried to put together. Yeah. D. Rose was one of the main stakes that she was looking at, like, nah, they got to keep him. Yeah, they might. They can get rid of Wade. I agree. They could have got rid of his old fat butt too. But <laughs> they, you know, it wasn't gonna work out. But D Rose was one of those pieces that stuck, that kept them together and stuck together. So I'm like, D Rose. I'm always rock with D Rose. Put it like that. Any drop fifty with, with uh, the Timberwolves. Yeah, drop fifty after all that. Like, yeah. Man, that's a good point. I like that one. I like that one. Kyrie swapping it out for D. Yeah. Say, say no more. I- Kyrie, go to the curb, please. Go to the curb, have a seat. <laughs> don't, don't come back either. Vaccinated, unvaccinated, you ain't welcome in the house. <laughs> now, we might come back to basketball here in a few minutes, but we wanted to get this story covered first. Um, so, The Rock, everybody knows him as the wrestler. Those who really, you know, uh, know Dwayne The Rock Johnson, know that, you know, he had a football career. Yeah, and so... You know, a, a pro NFL, you know, bound career, developmental career. You know what I'm saying? So, like, um, he's pulling a real ballers move. You know, those of you who watch ballers saw yeah. that yeah, he was able to navigate and buy, you know, NFL yeah. team and have that kind of boss move. Yeah. And he did a great job of hyping up the Super Bowl. But I don't know if you've heard about the latest Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, you know, basically the XFL is his. So he said, I'm going to go beyond what I did on the show. I'm not going to buy a team. I'm going to just buy a whole league. I'm going to just buy that, right? Uh, and so, because the XFL was basically failing to become a competitor in pro football because the NFL was such a big king. It's like no one wanted to watch any other type of football, semi-pro, you know, league or whatever. It was either college football or the NFL. Uh, so, but now... What he did that was very intelligent and says, hey, I'm buying the XFL not as a competitor to the NFL. I want to work with the NFL. Right. So look and, and see what we could do as, as a for a partnership and get this thing, which was a brilliant move, because any business person knows that you're not going to be able to compete head to head with the NFL. Uh, so the 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 details are pretty broad right now, but really what's happening is like so the financial terms have not been disclosed um but what's going on is more of a research and development type of relationship that has at least been released uh so looking at hey the nfl wants to maybe try out some stuff 
as they continue to evolve their brand and they're going to try it out in the NFL. Now, some of that could be like rules. Some of that could be technologies. Any of those kind of things could be tested out in the XFL first. Let's see how people respond to it. And if it works out, maybe we can put it into the NFL. Uh, so much more to come on that. We'll see as things develop. But I wanted to kind of see, you know, what are you guys thinking? And Coach K brought this to our attention. You know, what do you what do you think about this relationship? Do you think it's something that's sustainable? What kind of things do you see the XFL trying out? You know, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I um, I'm still kind of doing my due diligence on it as well. It's going to come across my desk at some point. So I'll have more details at some point. But again, to your point, Coach JB3, I think it's a, I think it's a good idea um, as far as teaming up with the NFL because you're not going to compete with them. So mm -hmm. you might as well, you know, be a subsidiary of the NFL. Um, the only few things that I've heard um, from my end is um, as far as the rules, um, one is overtime like seeing how that kind of would work out mm -hmm. um, sort of tightening up the rules around like, you know, what's a catch and what's not a catch, you know, pass interference versus not pass interference, stuff like that, um, you know, targeting versus not targeting. Those are kind of the things that I've heard as far as, you know, just the interpretation of the rule book and how referees should, you know, enforce that in the game. Yes. So some of those different perspectives are going to kind of try out, with the XFL. Um, the other thing that I've heard is, um, I guess how they would construct the roster because, you know, with, with the NFL roster, you have like the practice squad, you have guys on IR. Um, I guess we're trying to figure out if kind of like a, uh, like how the NBA has the G League, how you have like, you know, the Lakers and then you have, I think their G League team is in like South Dakota or something like that they're trying to work out if they want to have kind of like a similar relationship with the XFL. That's where, what I would, do. I would love yeah, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. So where, um, you know, they'll still have practice squad players, but, you know, you can still have some of those guys play on, you know, the, the XFL team just to get some game reps in other than just practice. So those are, those are the sort of things that I'm hearing. Um, me personally, what I would think, would be interesting with I don't know if they would be able to do this but to see if they could somehow get around the college rule and if they could allow like certain college players to enter up like a year early mm. and go to like the XFL play there for a year and then bump up to the league and they would get paid and all that sort of thing so that would be interesting to see you know kind of how that develops like that. um and then what was the other thing I heard? Oh, the other thing I heard was kind of like allowing players, because the example I was heard was like, like a Le'Veon Bell. Guys who were kind of like in between, but like need to kind of prove themselves. Like the XFL could be where they could get some games in and kind of prove themselves and then get signed up, you know, even quicker theoretically. Yeah. So that was another kind of rumor that I heard as far as what they're kind of negotiating right now between the XFL and the NFL. So, I mean, all those potential, you know, situations, I think, I think those are all good ideas. So, you know, kudos to, to the rock. You know? That's a, it's a smart idea. Smart, smart move. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. So they can, you know, maybe they won't be able to do all those things, but you know, maybe it will kind of come in phases. But you know, I, I think it's a good idea. Cool, Coach Pace. What do you think about the news? Um, I think it's good. I think it's really proactive. I mean, I kind of second with whatever Coach Natty T says because I really don't know much about. It. I just think it's a good business move for Rock and Jewel. Um. And, you know, just how he's going to work with the NFL. And they said they're not going to funnel players, but I feel like it's just going to be one of those situations where if you're doing good, like, yeah, we're going to sign you and you're going to go to a practice squad and you're going to have some guaranteed dollars. And, you know, it's going to help other guys, you know, just another navigation tool for them. Instead of Canadian Football League, it's going to be, you know, they can stay in the States and, you know, develop their talents and stuff like that. So, I think it's a great business move. I think it's going to be one of those things where um, it's going to turn into almost like we have football year round, which I mean, nobody is opposed to. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it, man. Great move by the rock. Yeah. I, yeah. I, when coach K sent this on, I was like, what? And I read it. I'm like, man, that's absolutely brilliant. I, I mean, listen, he's already high, Hollywood's highest paid actor right now. The rock is. And, but you know he he put he's putting that money to good use, man. And it's just and I I'm trying not to be um to because race is such a sensitive topic, especially in the NFL's lens. It's like all right, so what you did in the last couple month uh, months, all right, so you got you uh, all right, Lovey Smith. Michael McDaniel, got some things going here. Brian Flores has a job now with the Steelers. And now you make a deal with the Black and Samoan man <laughs> for the XFL. So I, I hate to ex- assume people's intentions because I, I think if the NFL didn't think it was a good business move, they wouldn't have done it regardless of who pitched it. But I think in the back of their minds, they're like, yo, like, okay, this could help clear some of the the racial tension that people are having with this, if we're like, hey, look what we're doing here. Uh, what I hope to see, as soon as I read this, I immediately thought G League. I was like, man, this this would be perfect for it because the NFL does not have that type of pipeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and yeah, this would be perfect for that. I'm thinking about who else can develop coaches, you know, another spot to, to get coaches from, uh, even officials, you know, officials, their employees too, the referees need, you know, games to get experience. And if, you know, they say, hey, you know, this this referee's doing a really good job in these games. You know, they they officiated the championship game for the XFL. Well, let's give them a shot in the NFL. We need another referee to, to do the, the Bills game. You know, like stuff like that, I think it provides those opportunities. And anything that is providing jobs and opportunities like that. Um, and broadcasting as well. And broadcast, yes. There, another thing I heard too was, you know, letting um, – you know, active players like call some of the games if they want to actually go down that right. So it gives them like some practice to do that. That's another. Thing That's perfect because they they already have kind of that broadcasting training program that they do within the NFL. Anyway, yeah, this would enable them to get get them earlier action. Yeah, I like that a lot. This could be yeah. part of like on the job learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I so I think it's a big win. Um, I hope everything you know ends up working out and they're, they're smart moving forward. But I think it's, it's, it's another thing that's going to make the shield look good and whatever makes the shield look good there, that's what they're going to do. 
And, and The Rock knows that. He knows that. But he was like, you know, if I, if I can get in here a little bit, maybe I can make some subtle changes within this game too, at least that are giving people some, 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 some more opportunities to make money too, especially people that may, you know, black and brown people and, and women and stuff like that, that may not get that NFL shine quite yet. They can get this shine. Hopefully maybe they can get, they can get caught up soon. So yeah, I thought it was dope. I thought it was dope. Yeah. So, well, we have a couple, couple minutes left here. One of the things that we talked about is, Kind of, you know, we're in the second half of the NBA season. You know, it seems like it's kind of flying by a little bit here. And it is, is all this drama going on. Uh, you know, what are some of the things that we are thinking about as we enter the second half of the NBA season? And uh, I'll go ahead and let you start, Coach Natty T. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, the two, the big trade, you know, Philly and Brooklyn, you know, definitely want to see how that kind of plays itself out. Um, you know, I had this conversation with, you know, my, my ex coworkers, the ones that I wanted to bet from. And it was a serious conversation. It wasn't too disrespectful, <laughs> but um, you know, and I think the other big news was, you know, with New York city, with Kyrie being available, potentially available to play. And right. Obviously. Yeah. Like the Lakers and Russell Westbrook, like, is he a problem? Yes. Is he the problem? No. Same thing with Kyrie and the Nets, like the whole vaccination thing. Was that a problem? Yes. Is that the problem? No. Um, so I, if they can pull it together, you know, kudos to them. I, I just don't see it. Um, I, I was watching, um, you know, first thing starts this week and Chris Broussard brought up a fantastic point about Ben Simmons because everybody's talking about, oh, that's going to work. But look, it is very much documented that him and Joel Embiid didn't get along in Philly. One of the main reasons is Ben Simmons thought he should have been the number one guy. So how is he going to feel about being the third guy in Brooklyn? Mm. <laughs> like, and we've already seen how he acts, but he doesn't get what he wants. Mm -hmm. So you know, how is that dynamic going to work once they start playing together and then adversity hits and then you kind of have to have some sort of baseline of understanding of who the pecking order is? Like, hmm, I don't know. Um. <laughs> I got it. I know exactly how it's going to happen. <laughs> I, I think it's going to somehow ruin the team again. That's going to that's what's going <laughs> to happen. It's going to be, listen, it was never James Harden's fault. No, it was never. It was never the other Celtics fault. It was never LeBron's fault. One common denominator whose fault it always is Kyrie Irving. So if Ben Simmons decides to mentally go in shambles again, guess why? It's going to be because of Kyrie. Yeah. That's how it's going to go. Uh, I Listen, man, I because I think, you know, basketball wise on paper. Yeah, it looks good. But I, I just think there's a self-destructive nature there that just is just waiting to happen. So as far as the East goes. Milwaukee and Miami and Chicago to me are, you know, that's the cream of the crop to me in the East. Um, in the West, to me, it's a two, it's a two headed uh, monster. It's the Suns, it's the, uh, the Warriors. I think the Mavs have like sneakily been playing very, very well. So I would actually put them kind of third. Don't get me started on Utah because they got Rudy Gobert. So stop it. <laughs> Um, Rudy Gobert, top 100 player. 
Stop it. Stop. <laughs> he's probably going to get in there. And he's probably going to get in there, too. He's going to get in there. He's going to get in there. Um, and then last but not least, you know, this whole Lakers drama. My thoughts on it are with LeBron and, you know, we've kind of hearing this back and forth and, all oh, they're going to trade LeBron. I'm like, well, listen, man, both of y'all got to lay in this bit, man, because as the Lakers, they listen to LeBron to get Russ. It hasn't worked out. But LeBron, I, I know you're mad about the picks and them but like the, the future seventh round pick, but you cannot give that up for John Wall. Stop it. And quit bringing up the Lakers as an example, or the Lakers, or the, the Rams as an example. He's like, well, the Rams gave up their picks. I'm like, yeah, for Matthew Stafford, for Vaughn Miller. Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Not John Wall, who hasn't played in a year and a half. And I've seen plenty of John Wall, and I've lived in D.C. or the D.C. metro area for six years. I've seen plenty of John Wall to know that ain't it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so... Just calm down. Like, it didn't work out. You know, Bronny's on his way. You want to play with him? Like, you know, I know you want to stay in L.A. He's, like, tripled his net worth since he's been in L.A., so he don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> just just calm down. You know, the season hasn't turned out to what it is, but let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. So both of them just need to just calm down and, you know, just finish out the season and see how it goes. So that's kind of my thoughts. Coach Pace, what are you thinking about for the second half of the NBA season? Man, we know who's going to be in the playoffs at this point. Ain't too much going to change. You're just looking at the really the main staples, like the Brooklyn Nets and all them, uh, Philly, and then the Lakers, of course, and see how they fall apart towards the, this last half, because that's what's going to happen. They're going to fall apart. Russ is not going to get any better. We'll just let everybody know that now. <laughs> He's not going to magically get better. Uh, AD, he's not going to magically show up. He's an injury. He's a walking injury. Like when when Stephen A. mentions the accident waiting to happen, he needs to mention the Cowboys, and then he needs to right next to that put Anthony Davis. Absolutely. Because <laughs> that is what he is. They are the equal. They are the equals of each other. <laughs> okay? <laughs> oh, you're not wrong, though. That's the funny part about it. But he I like you guys. Yeah, hey, when he, listen, he came listen. back and was playing well, hurt again. You're like, oh, that's the Cowboys. They have a little two-game winning streak and then, oh, lost again. They'll lose <laughs> to the Jets. I mean, I, <laughs> listen, guys, I kid you oh. not. For example, they were doing great. Started bringing up the Cowboys. They were doing great. Guess who they lose to? The Cardinals. You know what the Cardinals did? Won one game out of like six. Yeah. Their last six games. So that's who they beat, the Cowboys. Like I said, Anthony Davis, right in that category, right there. I'm telling you guys. But outside of that, man, I'm really just waiting uh this MVP race. I'm looking at that. Um, and you know, granted, and beat is my front runner right now, but guess what? One B. That man in Chicago. I, I was say, I was like, yeah, better put him in there. Shout out that man, DeMar DeRozan. Hey, let me tell you something. I, I actually have him. I actually have him ahead of MB for me. I mean, because they're they're number one in the East. They are. Philly's number three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whew. I trust. I I listen. I wholeheartedly agree. You don't get a lip out of me. <laughs> I was gonna say MB is 
Ah, it's it's a it's a tough. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a close race because I think yeah. they're gonna keep doing the same thing. I think actually I think your MB's numbers are gonna go down because James Harden is there now. Mm, yeah, numbers are gonna go down. But if Demar and them can stay like first or second seed, I think Demar is gonna win. The problem is there's Giannis and there's the Joker. Even though everybody dismisses the Joker, I don't understand how when somebody averages 26, 12, and well, 13, 14, and then like eight assists. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that in my life. But, you know, people dismiss him. So I'm just interested to see how the MVP's, MVP race boils out, man. Shout out Debo. Man, Debo, man. And I saw that highlighted and him hitting the shot like the, the last night with the Hawks, man. The, the the funniest part of that video was watching the Hawks bench throughout the whole possession. DeMar hadn't even shot the ball yet. And the and the Hawks bench, they were standing, but they were like stone-faced, like, ah, oh, bro, like he got, yeah, it's about to go in. He's about to make this. He's about to make this. Five seconds later, bucket. Ball game. Like, I it, it's just like you. There's just some people that you you find yourself just rooting for, you know, and you know for those of you that love sports, like you know what I mean, like, and you know, Demar was always seemed that like pictured as the underachiever, you know, because he kept running into LeBron every year in the playoffs, uh, and as Shannon Sharp likes to call the baby dinosaurs, kept losing every single time to the to you know to LeBron, and then things don't pop off well, no pun intended. With with pot with Greg Popovich and stuff in San Antonio, so people that all oh, Demar has lost it, right? And then he comes back this year, and is absolutely setting the basketball world on fire, man. And I, man, I I really hope he. I, I love Joel Embiid, and I think if he gets it, he deserves it, you know, because I, I root for him too. But what a story it would be to see him kind of like redefine his career, really. DeMar DeRozan, if he were able to, uh, to, to get this one. Um, I, you know, Coach K is the Bulls fan out of the coaches here. And he always talks up Chicago every year. And I clown him every single year. But Chicago doing their thing this year, man, I ain't got nothing to say. I ain't got nothing to say. You know what the funny thing is, though? This year that they're actually good, Coach K hasn't said anything. <laughs> That's very true. That is very true. Even in our group, he doesn't say anything about the Bulls. He doesn't. Nah, nah. Yeah. yeah, that's the ironic thing. Yeah, like so. A couple. Like, that's that's the uh, major takeaway there for for me in the second half. Um, wanting to see how you know it, it's 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 funny how things could change just in a in a year, even if your roster is the same. You know, saying the, the, the Knicks are twelfth seed. Right, the Hawks are a temp seat. I, I'm just, it just boggles my mind how that, how just things can dramatically change like that. And now you I'm have Cleveland. Tibbs' fault. It's Tibbs' fault. Tibbs is not playing the right guys. All right. Yeah. Last year he ran them into the ground. Granted, they were winning. That's what Tibbs is known to do. He runs players into the ground. Mm-hmm. All right. This year, he's not playing Kimba. And he wasn't playing. He didn't want to play Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish easily wow. could have been a breakout star. Yeah. Because um, he's a two-way player. Uh-huh. Um, 
he just needed some development. And they're benching Kimba for the rest of the season. Kimba just went for like 35 like two weeks ago. Yeah. Two, three yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Yep. Um, and D Rose is hurt. Those are your three factors. Mm-hmm. That that's a perfect set. That's exactly what I was thinking about, Coach Pace. I wonder. I think Tibbs is going to be playing for his job the second half of the season. If they don't, if we don't, if the Knicks organization doesn't see enough improvement, I don't know if he'll be back next year. Um, The other part I was seeing, you know, we all, everybody likes to talk about the Lakers. I agree. I agree. You know, Coach Natty T was talking about Russ is a problem, but not the problem. Yeah. You still can't play defense, even if Russ wasn't on the scene. You still you still trash at defense. The Lakers are. That's it. I don't think there's any coincidence. Jason Kidd is with Dallas. Dallas is playing better defense. He's lead, he leaves the Lakers. The Lakers get, get worse at defense. <laughs> so you're talking about the 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 type of, of power that an influential coach can bring to a culture, even if it's not the head coach. I think Jason Kidd showed us that this year. And it's leave the glaring hole in the defense. Uh, and it's not just because they're older. It's, I mean, there's plenty of older teams who have played much better defense than what the Lakers have played. Uh, yeah, AD can't stay healthy. Sometimes I don't know he's on if he's on the court or not. Um, Giannis dominates them every time they play. Like, I, it, it's just, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He'll get up for a game. Yeah. He'll get up for a game here and there. And we'll be like, oh, that's the Anthony Davis I remember. You know, he'll get 28 and, and, and 12 or something like that. Next three games, he'll average like 15 and, and, and five or something like that. I'm like, you can't expect to go to be a championship level team if that's going to be your production. Um, I'm with you on the Mavericks. Uh, they've really turned things around, especially second half of right before the All-Star break leading into now. Uh, of course, my guy, John Morant. I'm going to be, you know, watching to see what they do. He scared me there a little bit during the last game. But kind of like Giannis, it's like, oh, yeah, he's going to be out like five weeks. And then he comes back in the fourth quarter. Like, like, what? Like, what? like bro, I just saw – I I, I could have swore, like, you hyperextended something. You had to lose some time. And he's fine. So, uh, I'm looking really closely to see what type of – you know, Memphis last year was fighting for the play-in spot. Mm-hmm. And now they're third in the Western Conference. They're they're really just two games behind the Warriors. So I want to see how they finish because if they finish in the top three, there's another candidate for your MVP position. And I think because the league has embraced Ja so much, and I think there's a lot of people rooting for him, it can make that MVP race even closer there for some people. Uh, so, yeah, those are some of the things I'm – oh, yeah. Ben Simmons, please, like, play basketball. You ain't played all year. You kept your body in shape. We know you're working out and everything. Are you scared to play the Sixers? If you don't play against Philadelphia, you're going to hear it from me on this show. I just want to let you know that right now. You're going to hear it from me, okay? You have no excuse. No excuse. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. As far as, you know, the Sixers are concerned. Coach Pace, I think that was a really good analysis of Joel Embiid. If he doesn't win MVP, that will be the reason why. Is Harden's going to take up those shots and take up those points. But overall, could have a good impact on Philly this season. We'll see what happens. Because the, the, the extra drama isn't going to start until the offseason. Because they're going to test it out. And if it doesn't go well with this test run, you're going to see some more unhappy people. Uh, the Nets, 
yeah, Kyrie is a problem. He's not the biggest problem. KD is not a leader of a team. Uh, Nash is in over his head as far as talent coaching, not X's and O's coaching, not questioning his X's and O's coaching, but talent ego management coaching is a very underrated part of the great, what all the great coaches have in common. And his first coaching opportunity, he gets thrown into this situation. So yeah, I'm also looking at that. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, fellas, that's going to be it for us today. Thank you for stepping into the coach's box. Uh, on behalf of Coach Natty T and Coach Pace, I'm Coach JP3. Hey, we'll be back at it next week. Looking forward to talking to y'all soon. Stay blessed, stay safe. Peace.